Rich Dad versus Rich Dad. Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in which he writes about two dads who influenced his thinking growing up. Kiyosaki compares the approaches to life and finances that his father and his father's friend had. I mean, his friend's father. His best friend's dad had a philosophy about money that led to great wealth. Robert's dad died broke. Robert decided to follow in the footsteps of his friend's dad, and it made him rich. Yet Robert isn't the only rich guy with a philosophy about money. Dave Ramsey has one, too, and it's in stark contrast to Mr. Kiyosaki's approach. Did you know that Robert Kiyosaki and Dave Ramsey disagreed on just about everything? And it's not just about whether you should borrow money or not, either. Let's take a look at these philosophies and see why these two wealthy men disagree with each other. Robert buys all the gold, silver, and Bitcoin he can get his hands on. Dave doesn't want anything to do with them. Dave recommends building wealth through growth stock mutual funds. Robert doesn't want anything to do with the stock market. Robert says borrow as much money as you can get your hands on. Dave says get out of debt and never borrow money. Ever. Which path are we supposed to take in order to build wealth? The following is the most comprehensive comparison of these two rich guys that you'll find anywhere on the internet. Or at least, that I have found. There are other places that compare these two guys, but very shallow, very simple. Not quite as in-depth as what I'm about to give you. I've listened to both philosophies carefully. I've bought books from both authors. I listen to both podcasts. I'm here to tell you that they differ on just about everything. How can these two totally opposite philosophies arrive at the same destination? Or do they? They both have conferences and programs and very successful podcasts and books, and they're both multi-millionaire rich. Yet they differ on many things. Is gold God's money? Robert Kiyosaki says, gold is God's money. I buy gold because I don't trust the dollar. Gold seems to attract wealth, and that's why I get my hands on as much of it as, as I can. While Dave Ramsey says, gold is a terrible investment. Dave is right on this one, and I say that even as I recommend gold is part of a portfolio. Gold isn't an investment at all. Investments bring a return. Owning gold doesn't bring in any return unless you own gold stocks, with, which are you know from gold mines and stuff like that. Buying low and selling high does. Uh, that isn't investing, that's trading or hedging. Hedging is exactly what Robert is doing by holding on to gold. Robert believes the dollar is going to lose a lot of value someday. Holding on to a lot of cash doesn't make sense because the Federal Reserve can just print more. As for Robert Kiyosaki's statement, gold seems to attract wealth, well, that sounds like superstitious talk to me, but he'll tell you, just buy some gold and see for yourself. On multi-level marketing, Robert Kiyosaki. I recommend multi-level marketing companies because they teach you how to network, and that's a good business skill. Dave Ramsey will say, hey, go ahead and join an MLM 
if you really like recruiting people. But if you're going to try to sell a product, it's not going to be as great as they tell you it is going to be. Robert is so pro-MLM that he wrote a book on it called The Business of the 21st Century. When I heard Robert recommend joining an MLM, I decided it was time I joined for a side hustle. I joined Legal Shield with my friend Kyle. I had been a member for years and felt like I could share the product that I had been using with people I knew at work. I even have my own website, snutter.wearelegalshield.com. Anyone can go to my website and become a member and even become an associate if they want to. In theory, it's the easiest business model on the planet. In practice, however, it's harder to get people to become members even when it is a no-brainer. Having a law firm at your back in case you need legal services anytime for any reason for 25 bucks a month should sell itself. I'm glad to have the peace of mind that if I'm ever in a situation where I need to talk to a lawyer for advice, I can. I have done that multiple times and had letters sent on my behalf. This would normally cost hundreds of dollars, but I paid nothing more than my monthly fee. It's a great product. Most people aren't really good salespeople, and that's part of the reason why multi-level marketing companies don't seem to work for most people. There's another reason that multi-level marketing companies don't really work well for a lot of people. Dave Ramsey says multi-level marketing companies are great if you want to recruit people and are good at it. But if you're just trying to sell a product, you're not going to do well in a multi-level marketing company. I think Dave Ramsey has a point on that. The way people become very wealthy and successful in multi-level marketing companies is because they recruit a lot of people. This has two major advantages. It brings in a continual flow of new leads and payments, uh, etc. Most people aren't really good at recruiting people, and they get discouraged very easily when they get rejected. Like Dave points out, this often hurts relationships as they push you to stay within your warm market. Both Dave and Robert have their points on this. I agree with both of them. I'm still an associate of Legal Shield because how how else am I going to make money on the side as I work uh, 70 hours a week or so, give or you know, mostly give or take, you know, between 50 and and 70. Um, Am I a recruiter? Not really. Am I a great salesperson? Not really. Do I recommend Legal Shield? Absolutely, especially as a member. As an associate, you can make money on the side if you get people to sign up for the product and uh, and uh, be protected like you are. And if you build a team, you can live the dream. Hey, that even rhymes. The business model is the business model, and you have to work it plain and simple. Okay, enough about MLMs. Let's move on to the stock market. The game is rigged, folks, Robert Kiyosaki will say about the stock market. These big Wall Street hedge fund managers get rich while the little guy gets screwed. People invest in the stock market because they want their assets to be liquid. I don't want my assets to be liquid because I'm looking for cash flow. He can be heard saying on his podcast, Rich Dad Radio. Meanwhile, Dave Ramsey recommends putting 15% of your income into a 401k or an IRA for your retirement. That is after you pay all of your debts minus your house and save three to six months of income worth of cash. Who should you listen to? 
Well, Dave Ramsey is working within the system that is in place in order to make a way for the average person to become financially independent and wealthy. Robert Kiyosaki doesn't believe in the system at all. These two aren't necessarily speaking to the same crowd. Both have entrepreneurs in their audience, but Dave Ramsey has a system that anyone with an income can use to build wealth. Robert is talking to maverick entrepreneurs and aspirational people that have the initiative to start their own business and think outside the box. Not everybody can start their own business. Some people would do better just to work a job, spend less than they make, and save three to six months of cash and grow the rest of their money in the stock market. Investing and holding has worked well for the biggest expert on the stock market, Warren Buffett. If one just follows the same path, they'll get the same results, plain and simple. If you're trying to day trade, good luck, because that's what you're going to need, and Robert's advice applies to you. If you're investing... For the long run, you don't need much luck, and Dave's advice works for you. Will the real estate please stand up? Robert became famous for promoting the idea that your home is not an asset. He promoted this before the big real estate crash in 2008. Assets are usually defined as something that has a positive net worth value. Robert defines an asset as something that pays you money. Your house doesn't pay you cash flow unless you're renting it out. With Airbnb, one can actually use their house as a source of income. Other than that, Robert wouldn't count market increases as income because it doesn't cash flow. His goal, I suppose, was to draw attention to the idea of keeping your money moving. How do you do that? OPM. OPM is other people's money. Perhaps like the drug it sounds like, opium could get you higher faster. Robert makes the distinction that there is a good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt costs you money. Good debt makes you money. If you borrow to buy something that you use as a customer, that's bad debt. If you buy something that pays you money, even though borrowing has costs, the net benefit is positive. Dave Ramsey makes the distinction that all debt is bad debt. Robert leverages every property in order to buy more properties to get more cash flow. Dave pays cash for his properties and uses his cash flow to save up to buy more properties. When I talked to my very smart high-income friend and... Uh, and pointed out the distinctions between, between Dave and Robert, my friend told me, Dave is playing defense. Does Dave's defensive strategy work over Robert's OPM? Dave suggests that after you pay your debts off, saving for an, an, an investment will be accelerated and you should pay, your, pay cash for your entire investment property. The benefit of this is that you won't be sharing your profits with the bank and therefore you'll have a greater cash flow. Another benefit is that you'll own it outright and the bank can't take it away from you. It's a, pos uh, it's a position of strength that gives you a certain advantage in business. Robert would put 20% down and borrow the other 80%. The advantage of borrowing the rest is that you can get into business sooner. 
whatever time it took you to save that 20%, it would take you five times longer to get that property. In that time, you could have been making money and paying off that debt. Time is money, and saving time is saving money. Then as you pay down that property, you can leverage that equity to buy another property. That's keeping your money moving. With the same amount of money, you could control and reap the income of five properties. Granted, the profit from each of these properties is going to be smaller because you would be paying payment, making payments with interest and fees, and perhaps together the profit would be more. Okay, so uh, today it seems that Robert Kiyosaki's strategy makes a whole lot more sense because uh, interest rates are completely low, as low as you can go, right? Pretty much. Two, two and a half percent, maybe a little bit more for commercial grade properties. Okay, last sentence. Then again, if you're starting out with 20% down and borrowing for a single family home, not only do you have the same problem, but you also have a mortgage to pay off. Uh, but at least you can start a whole lot sooner. So in other words, instead of waiting, let's say it takes you uh, $20,000 a year of savings, right? Every year you're saving $20,000. Well, if you're going to buy a home outright, let's say a $150,000 home, it's going to take you, what, seven, eight years? I mean, you're not going to be just putting that away you know, in the savings account. Of course, you're going to be putting in the stock market, trying to get it going or growing, and etc. So it's not necessarily going to just take the entire divided up years. Uh, you can cut off a few years uh, for the growth and stuff if it grows. You know, you could have a stock market crash and that puts us uh, a back in time and stuff like that. But, um, you know, so there's all that. Net worth versus cash flow. Okay. So how do you measure... The success of these two great, uh, these, I had a lot of caffeine, so I'm like, my brain's working faster than my mouth right now. So how do you measure the success of these two against each other? Well, if you use net worth, Dave Ramsey wins hand down, hands down. And Dave Ramsey's about 10 years younger than Dave, uh, or than Robert Kiyosaki. So that tells you something, right? His net worth is twice. Okay, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Okay, according to the following links, Dave Ramsey's net worth is twice what Robert Kiyosaki's net worth is. Okay, that's significant. Since Robert is uh, 10 years older than Dave, that means he's not only richer, but younger as well, which suggests his strategy worked far better and faster. Does this observation tell the whole story? No, because two strategies would register differently when it comes to net worth. Robert Kiyosaki isn't trying to build a net worth. He's trying to build cash flow. We can surmise the actual amount of property Robert controls by figuring out how much positive equity he would have to have in these properties. Most likely, he wouldn't have any more than 20% total in, in own, uh, of his own money in his properties. Yet before we start multiplying his net worth by five, remember he likes to own a lot of gold, silver, and Bitcoin. We can only guess how much he has of that, but my guess is he would have no more than 20%. So I'd take his net worth number and multiply by four instead of five to try to figure out how much property he's holding on to. That number would give him about twice the property 
that Dave Ramsey has. Now, not all, uh, not all of either one of these guys' net worth would be in properties alone. They both have various businesses like the radio, podcast, conferences, along with book deals, etc. Furthermore, Dave Ramsey has some portion of his equity in the stock market. I have no idea how much that is, but it's probably at least as much of a, you know, is the maximum you can put into a 401. Well, yeah, I could have a 401k with his own company and an IRA and etc. But I mean, that could be limited, you know. Um, for simplicity, though, we'll stick to real estate. The question is, if Robert has twice the property that Dave has, but Dave owns it outright and Robert is still making payments with interest, who has more cash flow? I'm going to say the final winner is probably Dave Ramsey. All the cash flow from all of Dave's property is coming in free of a mortgage payment. And not just interest. We're paying back mortgages, so that's not cash flow. That's cash flow that's going back into paying things off, but then again, he remortgages this stuff to keep that money going as, as it goes. That cash flow can go straight into new properties for Dave. It seems to me that getting in sooner sounds like an advantage, but continuing with this strategy may be inferior to waiting and buying all in and using that cash flow to accelerate growth. One would need to work out the math on this and compare these two strategies to see which one is better in an, uh, as it implies, oh, in an apples-to-apples comparison. Does Apple had two, two Ps? Yeah, I, th I thought I was reading applies. Um, it probably is applies, and I need to get rid of one P. Okay, so to summarize all that up, I'm ad-libbing right now, okay? Um, what... And do this at the end, yeah, because, you know, if you're still listening, you're a diehard, dedicated listener. All right, so to sum all this up, what strategy should you use um, to build your net worth? Okay, well, before you start investing in all that stuff, you have to have your house cleaned up. You need to be out of debt uh, as much as possible, right? Because you're going to need your own personal cash flow to start funding investments, you can't, I mean, it is possible to borrow outright and basically have almost no money of your own in there. It is possible, I mean, but it's not really practical, okay, because you need 20% to, to put down on a property, and yeah, you can get a loan on that uh, 20% from, you know, it's complicated. Um, but look, here's what you need to do. Get in a good, strong financial position. Pay off your car. Pay off just about everything except for your house, right? Then you have your a, a lot of savings, three to six months of savings, okay? Depending if you're self-employed, you're going to need probably six months or maybe even more, depending on what, what your self-employed thing. But if you're self-employed, you could also listen more so to Robert Kiyosaki, but this also is relevant. Um, all right, where was I? This is I'm gonna streamline this off the top of my head. Okay, yeah. So you've got your savings, you got a strong financial position, you got a positive equity in your house. You're not gonna use a home equity line of credit to fund your next project. I have a friend that's done that, and it can work out. But the thing is, is Dave Ramsey uh, will point out, you know, if things go south, you're risking your own home for this other property investment. It's kind of a risky deal. It's something that. 
Dave Ramsey would never do. Now, remember the psychology behind these two men. Dave Ramsey lost everything. And he did at the same time, around the same time, I think, as Donald Trump. Uh, Trump kind of came later. I think the uh, rule change in real estate happened at the end of the 80s, and it kind of caught up to Trump in the early 90s. But Dave Ramsey lost his, I think he said in 87 or 88 or whatever, late 80s somehow. There's a psychological thing going behind there, right? Dave Ramsey has some PTSD. He's not going to lie. He's not going to even pretend like that's not true. He's going to admit, yeah, definitely PTSD. In fact, he experienced some of that probably in 2020. That's interesting as, as, as well. He worked a lot. He gained some weight and stuff like that. Um, so understand that that is happening in the background uh, for Dave. But also understand that's not the only factor. Dave has a specific program and outline for a specific audience. Um, and... And this audience is basically, if you follow Dave Ramsey, you can be any dumb person, very unintelligent, and, and you'll, you, you'll win in life. Okay, just follow that. Uh, if you're going to follow Robert Kiyosaki, you've got to have really good intuition and, uh, and be very smart and uh, know exactly what you are... Um, getting into okay so back to what i was talking about saving all that stuff once you once you save beyond your your first your emergency personal fund right then and and if you're working a job you you still want to probably max out your 401k especially if your company uh, has contributions because you don't want to leave two thousand dollars on the table dave ramsey or, or i mean robert kiyosaki uh talks very much against the 401k. He brings people on there uh, to debate on both sides, but he's very much against the 401k. But why would you be be against something that you can uh, that your company can give give you extra money on, right? So matching six percent, and usually when you match six percent, I know JB Hunt matches fifty percent of that, so they put an additional three percent on top of that. Why would you? leave that on the table, all for putting 6% in a 401k that you can start uh, reaping. Uh, that's another thing. 401k, I, I'm going to add a section now onto this, but I'm doing this on the audio podcast. Maybe I'll redo it someday. They have opposite views on the 401k, but I guess that goes under the category of the stock market. And the reason why he's against it is because you're going to get taxed on the other end. The reason why uh, Robert Kiyosaki is all in real estate, OPM and stuff. He doesn't pay any taxes legally because of depreciation, etc. Anyway, I'm probably rambling on. Uh, what I would say, and would take this for whatever it's worth because it's just my opinion, um, you probably want to do a little bit more than 20% down, right? Because you're going to want to, if, if you're going to buy a commercial property, 20% down, like, but it has to be already, well, does it have to be rented? Anyway, if you're going to get a commercial uh, a loan, you need 20 down. But you can buy a second property. Uh, it's not going to have as many uh, tax breaks as your first property. It's going to be more expensive. Um, but, yeah, um, buying that property, I guess you might not have to put 20 down unless you are basing the loan on... The income, and you already have to have a renter if you're going to do that. 
friend of mine knows how to do all that. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't I, I wouldn't start off saving 100% of the uh, the money. Now, Dave Ramsey is much smarter than I have, and maybe someday I'll figure out why he, he does it the way he does. Uh, I would borrow, and then I would... At some point, you want to transition until you are very secure. In other words, you're not borrowing a lot, maybe 50% or something like that. But you want to transition. You don't want, I don't think you want to continue going the uh, Robert Kiyosaki way because then you're, you're doing a lot of work trying to, to reinvest all this money into more properties and doing deals and all that stuff. At some point, you can transition and let those properties pay themselves off, and they're going to have they're going to have their own benefit of being their own positive cash flow. So as these properties pay their own mortgage down, you're going to have your own positive cash flow there. You know, later on, but it's still going to happen. You're and you're increasing your net worth. It's it's basically like you're adding value to your properties. Just by paying, yeah, you are. I mean, paying them off. Anyway, that's all I've got. I'm done rambling on. My brain is like totally wired. I had my normal coffee this morning with a new type of bean that this is the only second time I've had it. It doesn't seem that strong, but in addition to that, I went to the coffee shop and worked on some stuff there and got a just two shots, a very a, a small um, Americano. And wow, was that effective. Woo, I feel like Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan podcast, really. It's just like like his second appearance or something like that a couple of years ago. That guy was nutso. All right, well, let me know what you think and uh, give me some feedback. Share this. I think this one's going to be a shareable one, other than all the rambling in between. Thank you very much. Later.